Welcome to What Are You Sporting About podcast, a podcast about business, employment, sports, and entertainment to help educate, support, and guide you to your next level. Here's your host, Attorney Savania DeBarros. Hi, guys. It's Savania DeBarros, Protector of Athletes. And today I have Miss Tanika Rubin. Hi. Hey, thanks for having me. Man, I'm so excited to talk to you, and I know we've had multiple chats prior to today, but um, I feel like we always connect really well, so I'm super excited to have you on the podcast today. Man, I I appreciate you bringing me on and um, allowing me to share what I have to say. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. So, Tanika, you are a professional basketball player. You played overseas. You're also an entrepreneur and author. Okay. Um, can you tell the listeners a little bit more about who Tanika Rubin is and how you've gotten to the place where you are now? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, like you said, I'm a professional basketball player. Um, I'm also a youth mentor. So I've grown up playing basketball. That was just my thing. That was what I was passionate about. Right. And then um, I had to realized that there were some other things inside of me. And so I had to realize that during a time when I was waiting for my first contract, it was kind of a trying time in my life, but it was an opportunity for me to sit down and reflect. And so during that time, I realized I had a passion to help the youth and kind of guide them in the right direction Mm -hmm. and be the person and be that person that I wish I had. And then um, I eventually wrote a book. So to share a little bit about my journey. Yeah, we're definitely <laughs> going to talk about this book, honey, because it's something that you posted um, probably last week. And I don't know if it came from the book or if it was just something you were saying, because I said, mm-hmm. girl, you better preach. <laughs> <laughs> and trust me, I used it when someone invited me last week to speak to a group of students um, about That's how awesome. it impact. So you had said something um, along the lines of make sure that you can properly communicate because when you communicate, you tell people who you are or you tell the world. Yes. Yes. Talk to that me a was, little bit about that. Cause that was so deep. Me, Yeah. So, um, it's, I was reflecting and I was reflecting on like my last year, last year, last year and a half. Mm-hmm. And I had just, I started to develop my communication skills and I did that because I just felt like I needed, I needed to, but I didn't know that it would do what it's, what it's done. And what I mean by that is it's kind of opened up doors. <clears throat> excuse me, it's opened up doors and it, it's allowed me to, to kind of be real with myself and say, okay, I was lacking in these areas, right? Mm-hmm. It's given me the opportunity to share what was inside of me because I believe everyone has a story or they have, they have something that they, they can share to help someone else. But if you don't develop your communication skills, then you're really stagnating yourself. You're locking yourself yeah. out of out of that influence, the opportunity, you know? Yep. And just just failing to communicate, period. So when uh, I yeah. read that, I thought about and reflected on my first year of law school and this contracts professor I had. Kudos to Professor Martin Scott, a super black woman. I mean, she was just so yes. impactful. But one of the things that she said that I that of course, I took away from that was always speak your truth, speak what it is that you want to do, because you never know who's in the room. You never That's know good. who can help you. 
And so when I saw that post about developing your communication skills, because you tell the world who you are, Mm -hmm. you know, along the lines of also make sure you tell the world what it is you want to do because you never know who will help you. Yeah, that's so true. And you know what, too? That's like a humility place. Sometimes yeah. people don't want to say what they need because they're like, ah, oh, it'll make me look yeah. weak, yada, yada, yada. Yep. But that, that's really good. That's really good. That's so true. So now you said that you were in a transition, just finding out what it is, what else it was that you wanted to do. Um, you also found some things that empowered you while you were mentoring children. Um, being a mentor that you yourself could have, you know, wish you would have had back in the day. So what actually made you write the book? Was it those things or was it a combination of some stuff? It was a combination of things. It was like, um, I'm, I've been writing kind of like my whole life, but more so journaling, sharing to myself (laughs) about myself, you know, just kind of doing that kind of stuff. But I had like this whole compilation of just wisdom and I realized I had it and it was just in like, a whole bunch of journals I had since I think from high school. And so um, what I realized after my first year playing overseas uh, in Portugal is that I had a story and I didn't realize I had a story until I came back and uh, I got interviewed by somebody. She was was someone I went went to church with. She was Mm -hmm. like, can I interview you? Cause she does like media and, you know, and so I was like, okay, I, I guess I didn't realize I had a story. And so we sat down and it was just seamless. And I started to kind of pour out all this wisdom and information that was helpful for other people. And that's when I realized, okay, I have to put this into a place in a book where, you know, I can help other people. Wow. That's amazing. And you've been writing mm-hmm. this stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you, you actually wrote a book before you wrote the book. Yeah. And it's so crazy because I had stuff that I wrote before I put it in the book. And I was like, man, I didn't know what this ha- that this would have a place eventually, but it did. That so is cool. so amazing. And I think the power is, well, you know what? And I think when you see people who actually write books, because I'm a writer myself too, I used to always write poetry and songs. Oh, that's awesome. And it was more therapy for me. Mm-hmm. So yes. I have so much stuff that I wrote in high school that's literally just still sitting in binders. But yeah. um, it's funny sometimes how the things that you write to empower yourself or to just yes. get things out, how it becomes a lesson or a pathway for other people. Absolutely. You know? Yes. So what kind of feedback have you gotten so far about the book and how do you how do you want it to impact others? Oh man. So the feedback I've gotten is, is different than what I, it's not too different. I'll tell you like this. I was intending on writing it for like a younger generation, right? High school, college, kind of guided them through the places that I've been. But what I've seen is that older people have really gravitated towards it. And I didn't know that it would do, (laughs) it would do that. But people have, have talked about how it's made them um, face some of their fears because I talk about, you know, unlocking your potential to reach your God-given dreams, to live your God-given dreams. And so I kind of tap into some really personal things that you have to look at inside. uh, You have to look at yourself inside the mirror and be like, you know what, this is me. If I want to take the steps and live this life, I need to go ahead and and approach myself really. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's been interesting hearing older people. I mean, like 50, 60 talk about how it's, it's impacting them. So that's, that's really meaningful to me. 
Uh, the second part of your question, you said, what would I hope for it to do? Yeah. Yeah. Um, just that I want, I want people to feel empowered. I want people to see what they're capable of mm-hmm. and, and stretch outside their comfort zone. That's yeah. important. And tell us really quick, what is the name of your book? It's titled Winners Win, Unlocking the Potential to Live Your God-Given Dream. So the main title is Winners Win. I love it. I love it. It's funny because I feel like there's so many similarities that are drawn between uh, Winners Win and what are you sporting about. And one of the first things that I open up with is, you know, the dreamer. Because Mm. we all dream. We all have some kind of dreams, right? And along the lines of trying to realize those dreams you have, people on the left are saying, no, you can't do that. You got some people on the right (laughs) that's kind of supportive. You got some people in the middle that's like, and you absolutely have no idea what to do. But I think it it all starts from within. Like if it's, if it really pulls on your heartstrings, if it's something you're super passionate about, Mm -hmm. then go for it, you know, at all costs. Yes. Um, and just like you said before, it's a humility play. You know, sometimes mm. I think people are afraid to step into their purpose because they feel like the backlash or the failures will be more daunting than actually yes. moving forward in their dreams. That's so real. It's so so true. I had to hit. I had to hit that place and say, "Do you care what they think, or do you <laughs> do you want to pursue that thing that you know you're supposed to?" <laughs> you better preach. You better. Preach. Yeah. I had that moment. I had that moment, um, especially in 2019. And it's crazy because we're not that far out from 2019, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, it's moving. You know, where you have to tell fear no. You have to tell yeah. fear no. Yep. So what was your journey? What was your journey like becoming a professional basketball player? Because you have all these things that make you Tanika Rubin. Right. Mm-hmm. So how did you balance that on your journey to become a professional basketball player? And just give us a, a little taste of what all of that was like. Yeah. So it's interesting that you questioned that you um, framed your question like that. There's all these things that make me Tanika. Well, on my journey, it was like I didn't see all those things. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't see I, I had an identity. And a lot of athletes, you know, have this where all that they know is their sport. Yeah. And they approach the world as if they're only an athlete. And so that was my thing for a while. And all I wanted was that first contract and I was pursuing it. I wanted to play overseas. And then I had like over a year and a half. It was like a year and a half where I couldn't get a contract. It was mm-hmm. I was like reaching out to agents, reaching out to everybody, scouts, trying to figure out how I could get overseas. And it wasn't working. And during that time, I had to realize, like, you have a bigger purpose Mm -hmm. and your and and basketball is like a vehicle for your purpose, but it's not your purpose. Mm -hmm. And so that was like a really, really important time for me. Mm -hmm. And during that time is when I started, you know, mentoring young people. But, um, yeah, the journey has been really long and grueling, (laughs) but it's it has been it's been insightful. And so I appreciate I, I appreciate it. That's amazing because something you said, um, everyone's purpose looks different. 
So the question of what, you know, what are you sporting about, what that means to you, it it definitely makes you look inside and find out your individual reason for doing what you do. I love that quote from you um, because it's so important. I think sometimes we, we try to measure up to what other people are doing and that's Mm -hmm. not what we were called to do. At all. You know, man. (laughs) And I wish I knew you were playing in Portugal because I have family in Portugal. Do you really? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Are you see what what part? That's awesome. Um, Lisbon. And, what? Yep. And I think one actually, there's um a cousin nearby Porto. North Porto. North, that's where I'm playing. Portugal. I'm playing in Porto next season. What? And I played in Lisbon my first year. Yep, Girl, sure I'm, did. Com- I'm coming to a game. <laughs> hey, pull up, pull up. Porto is beautiful. Yes. From what I hear, actually, they say it's beautiful. Wow. And I think my uncle lives because they, they were in Lisbon. So I think he's in Almeida now. Oh, man. So are they military? No. What? They, they live there. They live there? Yes. Wow. <laughs> yes. Wow. Do they pick, are they from, like, I need a background from, now. Yes, they're from there. Oh, okay. Okay. That makes yep. sense. They wow. That's awesome. There. So uh, you definitely got to let me know where you're playing because I'm yes, lights. Yes, yeah. Through that would be so awesome. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Okay. So Tanika, you are also an entrepreneur, right? Yes. And I think we're seeing a lot of athletes now get on board with understanding that it's okay to realize that you're more than an athlete. Mm -hmm. Not to kill the quote. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. A lot of people are, and you know what, let me just, let me just retract for a second because I think especially male athletes, basketball and football, those are the two main popular sports. And yeah. I know for a long time that those <clears throat> athletes have been stepping into entrepreneurism, small business ownership, mm-hmm. but sometimes not it's not done very well. Right. Right. So, um, what, how, what are you doing to step inside of entrepreneurism? How are you guiding yourself in entrepreneurism so that number one, you can still perform your job as a professional athlete, but to create a financial, um, foundation or wealth that will sustain you post sports. Yeah. That's, that's a really good question. A lot of people are um, trying to get this whole thing figured out <laughs> with mm-hmm. business and everything. And so I, I'm just right now, I am surrounding myself around people who can give me that game. I'm researching, I'm taking courses, I'm, I'm just investing in my, um, in my knowledge, you know? Right. But I, one, of the thing, yep, one of the things that was interesting to me in a lot of um, my peers, like I studied business. And I studied business at FAMU, but, but one of the things they didn't really hit on the entrepreneurial side of things. And I didn't realize how important that was until like towards the end Mm -hmm. um, when I'm leaving FAMU and I'm like, man, they taught us how to be really good employees Mm -hmm. (laughs) and which is not a, which is not bad because you know, Mm -hmm. you got to get there. You need those skills, but, but the world is changing and you need you need that. You need to have your own something. You need to have those skills. And so I kind of went on this deep dive and I just started to learn as much as possible, but it was really cool because a lot of the things that I learned in school, it tied into what I'm doing now. And so it's, um, it's a journey. What were those things? 
for for the first thing is is actually communication. <laughs> so I had this professor, kind of like you did. I had this professor. He um, he actually passed away a couple of years ago. Oh, but um, it's all right. Dr. Clyde Ashley. He has an amazing legacy at FAMU, but he really drilled me. Like <laughs> he was no. <laughs> He was no joke, but um, he really forced me to learn how to communicate and, and to do it well and to do it in excellence. And, you know, when something simple as someone comes up to you, shakes your hand mm-hmm. and they say their name. I right. was so bad. I would forget their name every time. But he yeah. would just little things like that. He made me form that excellence. And so yeah. I've taken that into like networking. Right. Yeah. And, and so little things like that um, helped me out a lot. You know what, let's talk about networking because networking is is definitely an art form. And <laughs> it's something now that I'm really starting to appreciate better late than never. Um, yeah, yeah. A lot of people do not know how to properly network. And as an entrepreneur, especially someone where you are creating your own brand, your own business, and you're mm-hmm. starting from scratch, networking is absolutely paramount to your success yes unless you just got a lot of marketing dollars you're gonna have to network (laughs) right absolutely Mm -hmm. um so what are some things that you've been able to do that has helped you to develop your networking skills and also contribute to a successful entrepreneurship hmm (laughs) that's a loaded that's a loaded i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) no we wasn't ready for that one (laughs) So, um, again, it goes back to surrounding myself around people who can give me the game because before I started networking, I did not know how to do it. And I didn't realize that, okay, if I'm going to be out here networking, meeting people, connecting, I have to give some form of value. I can't just be out here like, oh, buy my book, you know, (laughs) things like that. I have to give the value. And, And so just surrounding myself around people who have been there, done that. I watch them and I'm a, I'm a big proponent of, I, I watch people mm-hmm. and I see who is successful. I'm doing what they do. I don't care. Right. I'm doing what they do. Right. And so that's, that's how I'm, I'm getting, getting along in the networking and business space in general. That's awesome. And you know, one thing that you said about forgetting people's names, first off, <laughs> you're not going to remember everybody's name, but there may True. be some people that you truly connect with. I would I would say that those are the people you definitely want to track and keep account of and follow up with and mm-hmm. just ask, you know, how is your date going? People love that. Yeah. I love it because sometimes you could just as a small business owner, entrepreneur, you're going to have a lot of bad days. It's just aggravating. <laughs> yep. And it's nice to get a, you know, a a nice little message either in your your email box or a little card just saying, Hey, I hope you're doing well. I haven't forgotten about you. Yeah. People take that really seriously and they, they love it because it's a nice break between all the chaos that's mm-hmm. happening in business. Um, but another thing I used to do, and I still actually do this, especially in person. I know we can't do in person stuff now because you know, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, when we would be at events and people giving their business cards, I would write like a description of them. Oh, that's the good. Of the event so that I can, it's something that I can recall in terms of who I spoke with, because the last yeah. thing you want to do is make a good connection, but then you've forgotten who the person was. 
Right. You That's know. so good. I'm going to take yeah. that. I like that. Girl, take, take it. it. <laughs> do whatever you need to do with it. Okay. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. I like that. Um, is there any advice that you have or would give to aspiring pro athletes, especially young women, um, who also aspire to own their own business? Yeah. I'm I'm kind of shifting through my brain, my little my brain, seeing which, which what I want to do. Um, so aspiring athletes who yep. also aspire to own their own business, yes. Okay, so I would say, as an athlete, yes, you have to work hard, and yes, you have to pursue excellence in what you're doing. But you also have to balance that with exploring who you are off the field, off the court, mm-hmm. um, wherever wherever it is that you play. Because the last thing you want is is for your career to end and you just feel like you haven't prepared or that you mm. don't know who you are. Yeah. And I know a lot of people who don't know who they really are. And so it's like I go all out of my sport, but I don't know my purpose. I don't know what makes me special, unique. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And so as a person who who's an athlete, you really have um, you have so much to give. And I think sometimes athletes fail to realize that, like, from a young age or whenever you start playing your sport, you've mm-hmm. been taught these really intangible skills right. that a lot of people don't have. And if you take that and, and, um, and just kind of find out who you are with it and, and tie it up with your gifts and kind of mix it all up, you'll really find out what you can do, what you're capable of, and, and it'll be really special. So that's, that's my advice. Discover who you are. Man, that's beautiful. Discover who you are. Now, here are two things from Tanika already. Discover who you are and develop your communication skills. Yes. Period. Period. Flipping flipping that that same question, and now we're just going to focus on the African-American woman. Okay. What would be your advice to an African-American woman? And the reason why I ask you this is because you and I are both African-American. Yes. We both have a very unique perspective of living in living this life, being American citizens. We know mm-hmm. the hardship um, that black women face, not just, you know, in the workforce, but also in sports. Um, right. Also in creating your own business. What advice would you give to any young, middle aged, old black woman who is trying to find their purpose or feel like they have found their purpose, but not yet have the courage to move forward. Mm. That's good. I will say that you really have to start by surrounding yourself with people who are going to feed into your confidence, like people who can speak into your life, speak life to you, people who see the goodness in you, the greatness in you before you see, like, that's kind of what has helped me on my journey was I had a really good support system. And when things went bad, I'm going to tell you. So when I was at FAMU, I had a coach Mm -hmm. and he told us, I didn't really know too much before I got to, I grew up in Arizona. So before I became an HBCU student, I didn't really know what HBCU was. Right. And so I didn't know like the deep history before I got there. And when I got there, my coach, he said, you know, when we play these PWIs, they think that we're not intelligent. Now, what's PWI? 
So HBCU is a historically black college or university and a a PWI is a predominantly white institution. So those those are just the terms. And so he said, when we go out and we play these other schools, they, they feel like your IQ is lower. They feel like your coaches aren't smart enough. So you have to approach the game with a different level of confidence. Mm. And so taking that, I wouldn't have been able to do that if I didn't have the support system in my coaches and in my teams, because you know, if you just know that someone feels like you're inferior and you don't yeah. have a strong system around you, you're right. going to feel inferior. Right. And, and so going into the world, you have to have that same attitude. Wow. Yeah. You have to have that quote, approach the game with a different level of what was it? Confidence. Confidence. Yes. Approach the game with a different level of confidence. Wow. That's huge. That's huge. I'm I'm definitely, (laughs) that's going to be my motto. (laughs) No matter what, approach the game with a different level of confidence. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. I think sometimes, I think sometimes we end up um, cloaking ourselves with the ideals that other people have about us versus how Mm. we feel, how we should feel about ourselves. Yes. That's, that's, man, that's so deep. Um, Tanika, I just want to thank you so much for sharing your your journey with us and yes. coming on the podcast i cannot wait to connect with you further of course man, you're so special <laughs> you oh, are an amazing you. person i'm glad oh man i'm really glad that we got connected um and i just wish you the best on your journey thank you. you thank you so much thank you for having me this is good this is a good conversation oh, even the conversation we had before the conversation no, this right? was good Yeah, this is good. Um, So where can people pick up a copy of your book and where can they connect with you at? All right. So you can connect with me. I'm mostly on Instagram. So you'll you'll find me at Tanika Rubin. That's Tanika Rubin, my first and last name. I'm also on Twitter at Tanika underscore Rubin. And you can get my book on my website uh, at TanikaRubin.com slash book. All right. Thank you so much, guys, for listening, and I hope we have you back here soon. Thank you, Tanika. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week on What Are You Sporting About? podcast. Make sure to visit our website, prosportlawyer.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever your favorite platform is so you'll never miss a show. And while you're at it, if you found value in the show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or iHeartRadio. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. If you like the show, you might want to check out our book, What Are You Sporting About? Attorney Savania DeBarros is available for private consulting at sldebarros.com. And remember, we're here to educate, support, and guide you in your journey to success because we're all sporting about something.